2: Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want.
3: Let's roll. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. the Pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else. In between, throwing it down. The Friday night, the freak show rolls on. Pony Finn will step up and in from Las Vegas, Nevada will crash the boards hard, Patrick Ewing uh, style. We're breaking it down. College football, NFL football, Major League uh, Baseball and Major League Baseball playoffs are starting to get interesting uh, right now as the Houston Astros on the verge of doing something only one team in Major League Baseball history have done come back from down 3 uh, nothing. Hard to believe uh, that, you know, they've been playing baseball for a hell of a long time, man. It's hard to believe that it's only happened uh, once. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they were down 3-1, make it 3-2. A lot of teams have come back uh, from 3-1 before so not quite as historic and they haven't come back yet but they did win uh tonight's 7-3 final score will smith saves the day against will smith uh, yeah, will smith saves the day against uh, will smith first time in postseason history that a dude hit a home run off a dude with the same name <laughs> yeah and you know what the props people brought it up before chris young chris young uh, It's not common, but it happens. I think it's just the fact that his name was uh, Will Smith um, against Will Smith. And, of course, you have the famous Will Smith is what made it uh, so crazy. All right, we're going to get into the National Football League. Uh, NFL season obviously has been crazy due to COVID. The Buffalo Bills playing the uh, Kansas City Chiefs on Monday uh, right now, an early game, so we get a doubleheader uh, on Monday. New York Giants. The New York Giants, can the New York Giants win a football game? Um, The odds makers think so as they host uh, Washington. Cleveland really beat up right now. Baker Mayfield's uh, banged up. They go into Pittsburgh. Massive football game as the Cleveland Browns are riding a four-game win streak uh, right now. We're going to break down all the numbers. The Cincinnati Bengals getting 7.5 against the Colts. The Detroit Lions were laying 3.5 all week. I don't know why Matt Patricia can take that pencil and uh, you know what he can do with it. Um, but unfortunately, the Lions can't erase his hiring uh, with the eraser on the back end of that pencil. As bad as the Jags are, I think the Jags are a live dog. Houston Texans, live dog this week. We'll break it down with Tony Finn, wager talk in the house. UFC Fight Island, got some picks for that too. It's is Sports Rage, Ben, your rage. bring it.
4: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenzi. Rage all you want.
1: My name's Bobby, and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, hey, Bobby. Bobby. You yeah. know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Okay, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing.
3: They just need to get better okay. at it. Sports trade late night continues. I am Gabe Varenci the Friday Night uh, Freak Show. Uh, so we're, we're talking college football. We're talking NFL football, Major League uh, Baseball. Always look forward to bringing in Tony Finn from Las Vegas. Wager Talk, Wager Talk TV. Uh, check them out on YouTube. Check them out online. Check out Tony Finn on Twitter. Tony Finn steps up and in, as he does every Friday night in the late night hours with us. Tony, always a pleasure. Man. How you doing tonight, Tony?
5: My honor. Doing great. It's another great day. Woke up this morning. Hopefully, I'll wake up. Well, if I sleep tonight, I'll wake up tomorrow morning, too. So, good day. Thanks for having
3: me. Yeah, yeah one day at a time. One day at a time. It's, uh, that's what I told uh, what I told Cam. <laughs> and uh, I said earlier today, I said, well, we'll see you on Monday, God willing. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, yes, yes, yes. We'll, we'll find out. Um, so let's let's get right down soon, to business soon, uh, here.
5: Soon, soon it'll be one hour at a time. You know, at some yeah. point in time, it'll be one wow. hour at a time. It's a good
3: hour. A good, yeah. it's a good point. <laughs> it's a good, actually, you're not you're not kidding. I <laughs> have uh, my no, ups and my downs. <laughs> yeah, it was the best of times and the worst of times, especially as we get older. Um, so, uh, I was talking about baseball, and this stuff's really starting to get interesting uh, right now. Hard to believe, isn't it, Tony? Think about it. like Major League Baseball. Man, they've been playing since what, like eighteen ninety six or something like that, whatever it is. Yes. And only one team's ever come yes. back down three nothing before. And I know they haven't always had seven game series in the history of baseball, but it's just crazy that only the, the two thousand four Boston Red Sox did it. And baseball's such a streaky sport, Tony. I brought it up earlier in the show that you know, you even the worst you know, you see in a regular season, even the worst teams are gonna win five, six games in a row at some point in the season. And then they'll lose eight in a row, or a team will be 12-2 and two in 14 games, and then suddenly they're 2-9 two, two and nine in the next 11. Baseball is, like, the streakiest of all sports because it's daily. You know, the other sports are broken up, you know, football weekly, basketball every couple of nights. So it's daily. So if you're hot, you're hot. If you're not, you're not. I compare it to gambling and betting all the time, sports and handicapping. And right now you see the Rays aren't the team that they were three days ago. And the Astros aren't the team that they were three days ago when they couldn't buy a break. And now the Astros have confidence. I'm looking at the number right now. So it's uh Lance McCullers versus Charlie Morton. Morton minus one ten over under eight. What's your early impression right now of uh game seven, Tony Finn?
5: I if you you said really what I would have said. If you asked me three days ago, I would say uh you know, Houston's they're toast. And at some point in time, Tampa Bay is going to um, have one guy step up and throw six, seven innings that uh, Houston can't figure out, and off to the World Series they go. However, now we're in Game Seven, so that's the beauty of a uh, of waking up and baseball, one day at a time, one game at a time. At this point in time, it's a toss-up, right? It's a coin flip. Although, uh, I would say this. Um, I will give, I'll give, again, Tampa Bay the edge for two reasons. Two, because, one, because they have a better bullpen. They do, despite the fact that they've used a little bit in the last few days. And two, because, um, the you know, this, this isn't a flip of a coin. They haven't lost, I don't think Tampa Bay lost three games in a row all year. This would be number four.
3: And one thing, one thing we can, if you like Tampa, you can hang your hat on here is the fact that Look, they were up on the Yankees, right, two games to one. And I remember saying, I was like, you know what, if they don't finish them off, if they go to game five, they're, you know, I the Yankees, because the Yankees won game four, they sent it to five, they had Garrett Cole going, and it seemed like the Rays were letting it get away from them, and they found, you know, they won that baseball game. But it's a little bit different in a five-game series, like, as opposed to losing three in a row. And even, like I said, who would have imagined how good things are going for the Rays to now tonight, and Blake Snell, Blake Snell called cash out after the game. He was unhappy that he got pulled when he did. What did you think about Snell getting pulled as early and quick as he did?
5: You know, I'm, I like in life. I don't throw rocks. Really, I don't. Uh, people are gonna do what they're gonna do as long as they're not to, you know, step in front of my car. I'm okay with it. I, I might have to be okay with it in this situation. I I wouldn't have done that. I think, I think in a situation. Such as tonight, a game six, which is essentially game seven. When you're the dog, when you're the Rays, when you're uh, there's there's a hundred reasons why I think would have kept Snell in. I'm not the manager. It didn't listen. It, it could have turned out much differently, and it didn't. So and that's that's th- those are the consequences, and those are the accountabilities that a manager has uh, when he makes a decision, right or wrong. And all of it can be forgotten, right? Gabe, tomorrow Tampa goes out and wins, and and yeah. no one's going to remember that Snell got pulled early.
3: Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough spot. I'm leaning with Houston here, though. You know, and I liked Tampa earlier in the series, but that was then. This is now, and as Ross Perot had said, only dumb and dead people don't change their minds. And I got I'm going to ride the hot hand. Yeah, it's a good line. I'm going to ride the hot hand uh, with the Houston Astros uh, here. Now, Tony, I'm a Los Angeles Dodgers uh, fan, and you know, yeah. I, I met. Um, I was a Dodger fan when I was a kid, but. Um, and and the expos, but I, I was diehard into the Dodgers, and I yeah. went to uh, I went I went to a Dodger game when I was like seven years old. I met Steve Yager, the entire team signed a baseball and stuff. So I've been hardcore into the Dodgers for a long time, and I wasn't overly confident coming into tonight, but I was sort of you know I believe that they could get it done right, and you know like I said, baseball is such a streaky sport. Everything has been working for Atlanta, and then finally, you know, the Dodgers, you know, break loose again. But the Dodgers, like, have these spurts of big innings, but they're not stringing together consistently. So we see, like, their offense, wow, they go from 0 to 11 in a heartbeat in the first inning, or wow, you know, they go from nothing to seven runs, like, tonight, just like that. Yet they've got to find a consistency, but they live to play another day. And we got a great pitching matchup here with Max Freed taking on Walker Bueller again. Overnight number right now, Tony. Bueller and the Dodgers, minus 138, total
5: 8.5. Yes. And and this this is a game that you... I think I don't really talk about it, but this is a game that when it came up on Monday that I was pretty heavy on, on Freed for a couple reasons. Anytime Atlanta is facing a left-handed pitcher i'm i'm fading them i don't care if it's you if you're left-handed and you're throwing at atlanta i'm fading them because i'm going to get a value uh, kershaw pit, didn't pitch horribly but he got a little wore out i thought at the end but if you look at what urias did urias was a big play for me with the dodgers left-hander against atlanta successful in fact uh, how how do you fail when you get 11 run lead in the top of the first inning so going into tomorrow uh Bueller is who Bueller is. You know, a lot of guys uh, talk to me. They call me. I talk to uh, a lot of people about baseball. Baseball is one of my favorites. As you just said, I'm, I'm old. I'm an old school when it comes to baseball. And I, I, I it's just it is just uh, hard to fathom um, when when they didn't have football radio television, hundred stations to watch. You know, in summer times, you and I, we lived in breathe at least i did baseball so that was yeah. that was my pastime and and in this game bueller is old school he's been around longer than most think and he has his holes he's, he has his achilles um and not that free doesn't gabe but i called free listen i do a radio i do a a, a gig a daily gig first pitch and i early early on said that i thought max free was the best left hander in baseball this year and I, I caught a lot of grief for it in emails uh, um, comments on the chats and and even from the even from the panel, they didn't they really they really didn't uh, weren't ready to buy that. And I'm I will say this: there's not a ton of high cal. There's no you know there's there's no Giedries, uh There's no those no cursed 30 year old Kershaws in the game day. Freed's young, but he's the kind of guy who can throw 95 when he wants to. He can throw uh, you know he can throw uh, he has a, he has basically a delta uh, that. That from his changeup to his fastball is 12, 13 miles an hour, which is great. And he has a plus. He has a plus changeup. If you have a plus changeup,
3: and no matter Tony,
5: what speed goes at. We're guys, going to a break here, and Tony. And
3: he doesn't have a blister. change continues. <laughs>
2: You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morensi.
5: Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh,
0: I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just
1: take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes.
3: Ugh. Feel like crusty the clown right now. Ugh. Although we did have the over in the BYU Cougar Houston Cougar game, my internal greed, Tony Finn. It's Tony Finn kicks it with me right now. I am Gabriel Morancy. This is Sports Rage. Shout out to our radio affiliates, including the Mightier Ten at Nineties. We're kicking it in SoCal, all over the West Coast in the late night hours. BYU forty-three, Houston Cougars twenty-six. Man, Houston were in this game, Tony. It was 29-26. Wheels fell off late. BYU score a couple of late touchdowns. 43-26 final score. Game does go over the number. I hit it, but my in-game greed, I took an in-game over 69-and-a-half. And you know what? I got 69 uh, I got 69 here. That's yeah. what happened. The old Joan Collins special. Uh, 43-26 final score. But, man... People who look at this score, Tony, and didn't watch the game won't realize this game was twenty nine twenty six with three minutes left.
5: Yes, it was. Uh, it was. I had uh, I had a big play tonight on BYU. I uh, this may be one of the best offensive BYU teams in in their in, in their history of BYU. And Since had the had so Jim days. High and Demmer, et cetera. Hi, Detmer, Young. Yeah, right. H- however, they're better defensively. Houston, this, this showed me really how – I really believe that BYU would probably lead this game at, at halftime and wire this team. And uh, let's give Houston their due. They were really good in game one against the Tulane team it was dangerous. In fact, Tulane had a what, 24-7 lead, I think, in that game, some defense, uh, defensive uh, pick six, et cetera. But uh, Houston's uh, team is going to have to be reckoned with uh, in that AAC in uh, years to come with their uh, ex-West Virginia head coach.
3: Yeah, it's only their second game. You're right. BYU in their fifth game. This BYU team's good. And I stumbled. I hit the over in the game, but I took Houston. I was kind of torn. Anytime I'm torn, you know, I, I hit Tulane tonight plus the points any over. So we'll take it. You know, we 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 talk about it, Tony. Any day above ground's a good day. And you know, I sort of instead of getting mad right now, oh I lost by half a point, whatever. It is what it is. I hit refresh on my account and you know what? I have more than I did uh before I started today. So it's just that that's that's positive that's, too, right? That's, that's the true. way I look at it. You know? Can't get in trouble if you're in plus money, right?
5: No, it's fun too, right? It's not only is it a good day, it was a fun
3: day. It's a lot funner, you're right. <laughs> it's a lot It's a good point. Like even guys, everyone wants <laughs> the big score, and over the years I've done that where every damn weekend I went in trying to win ten K, fifteen K, or like, you know, oh, this is gonna be the the all time, I'm gonna win fifty K, I'm gonna go whatever and you know you're always just chasing your tail and you know the other day like i said i i, I hit i cashed out for a thousand bucks i had money in the account but i was like you know what it's gonna withdraw a thousand and he said just getting the money makes you feel better right and then you know you're playing with their money and then it, it starts to build from there and you got you got to enjoy it that's the whole thing you gotta have fun with this stuff or it's, what, what, you, what are you doing it for if you don't have fun go work in a warehouse if you're in this stuff you're doing it. Because you want to have fun, so forty three twenty six. So we'll, we'll run through, through a little college ball. I want to talk NFL with you, Tony, but uh, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. But it sounds like you're leaning with the Atlanta Braves and Max Freed here.
5: <laughs> well, I'm I am uh, I'm saying this, and that is Max Fried is a I I think you can compare to Max Fried to a, a lot of the attributes and uh, the. The strengths of a Kershaw, very similar, they have the ability to pitch at any speed, they have a nice arsenal, and they both have change ups that are plus change ups and that is in this day and age in this in, in our environment the landscape of major league baseball, where uh, one hundred and five mile an hour exit velocities have become common you you better be able to take a guy off his back foot and that's what that 's what Freed can do.
3: So as we talked about, the Dodgers minus 138 favorites, Atlanta Braves plus 120 total eight and a half. As far as the times are concerned, uh, because it's the weekend, we got different start times here. Uh, so um, the Dodgers, the Dodgers and the Braves are up first actually uh, tomorrow. They're up first, and then after it's the uh, it's the big game seven, which uh, tomorrow we got a nice sports day, uh, Tony. Tomorrow night we got uh, we got a game seven. We got Georgia and Alabama as well. I look forward to your thoughts on that uh, that game. Um, so let me just get the official uh, start times uh, here for tomorrow. So um, the Dodgers and the Braves. It's um, 4:38 uh, yeah. Eastern time, 4:38 Eastern time, 1:38 West Coast time, 1:38 Pacific uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then uh, tomorrow we've got uh, tomorrow night, eight thirty-seven Eastern Time, Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays from Petco Park in San Diego, California. Yes. Wow. man, what a day of sports tomorrow! College yes. football, UFC. We've got um, big time baseball uh, in the afternoon. All right, so we'll get to the NFL. So let, as long as I talked about college football, what about this Alabama game? We had uh, we had we had Big Man on earlier. He's like an Alabama. I like Alabama in this game. I know Georgia's defense and all that type of stuff. And I know you guys talked about it over at uh, Wager Talk. Um, I talked with Teddy about this last night, about Alabama struggling. So I know I'm sure you know the number, uh, Tony. But what, Alabama's like, what, one in seven the last eight times in a football game in which they were favored by seven points or less? That That's somewhat alarming, that's right. but... Yeah, but it's a little alarming. But a lot yeah. of those losses well, are in the claps in. It
5: speaks to the seven points, doesn't it? It speaks to the it speaks to the shade of a book. Uh, when it comes to Alabama, and most of the time, if you see a, a New England that's only a three-point favorite, for instance, uh, in their heyday, last decade with Tom Brady, if they were only a three-point favorite, uh, in truth, it was it was a coin flip, and they probably weren't a three-point favorite. If you're going to be on, you're going to have to pay the you have to pay the price. For having Tom Brady on your team, and that was one of them that was laying extra points.
3: So, what what do you make of this game with Nick Saban? He's out. He's in. I don't well, know. It seems it seems like yeah. he's going to be in right now, right? We can't confirm, but in my opinion, I, seems like he's going to coach. But I, you know, I don't have a problem if he doesn't already. To be honest, I like the number coming down without him. But you think the number the number is going to go back listen. up if we find out in the afternoon he's coaching, right?
5: Without question, I grabbed this number. Listen, when I heard. That when I heard that Nick had t- uh, t- test, you know tested positive, they waited a day to really tell us et cetera. And then, in-, in truth, they waited a while to tell us that he that it was a po- uh, negative, a positive, negative, negative, positive, whatever the hell they call those things. Uh, it was negative after it was t- po- tested positive. And I grabbed, once once it came down, it, it was irrelevant to me. It's irrelevant to me that Nick Saban who was on the sidelines for this game. Against the Georgia team, who and I like Alabama. I don't just like Alabama. I like Alabama a lot. Uh, they may have some holes defensively. They may not look good defensively, um, but against Lane Kiffin and Mississippi, I think th- I think this kid, and I call him a kid because he's kidding me, but but in, in truth, he's a good coach and he's a smart coach. And I don't doubt Nick Saban one bit that he had the signs, the defensive signs, uh, because he's also that type of coach. He's uh, He's Bear They're Bryant, a uh, young Bear Bryant, where Bear Bryant said, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, when they said something. So if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, then, then you're going to do everything you can within the uh, within the, uh, uh, hell without so, outside the lines uh, to win. And that's what Bear Bryant did, and that's what Lane Kiffin will do at Mississippi. And, and tomorrow, it isn't – listen, Georgia's – Georgia, K- Kirby Smart, There's. I don't think anyone recruits better than Kirby Smart, May save – Nick Saban, uh, his team, no. the recruiting team, is crazy. You think about Justin Fields. Justin Fields couldn't get a snap for this team, and he had to transfer to That's Iowa State. Insane. And he is, <laughs> he's the man right now in college football save Trevor Lawrence as far as quarterbacks go. So here's the deal tomorrow. Alabama showed that they can do anything they want to offensively. Maybe they, maybe they can't. Maybe they're not who they've been the past half decade defensively. However, Georgia. Gabe, real quickly, and I know I'm talking. I'll go on and on about Kiffin and, and all these guys in the SEC. But what what Kirby Smart did? He hired a bunch of offensive minds this off season, and he gathered them all. He said, "We're going to change our offense. We're going to overhaul this completely because we are a step behind the rest of the the rest of our conference." We if, was, if we're. Great defensively, and they are—they're the best defense in the country. In fact, they're almost an NFL defense. If you watch this team, these are monsters on the line—monsters giving up 36 yards uh, a game on the ground. However, they have problems offensively. They don't have a scheme to keep up with a—with uh, uh, they don't have a scheme to keep up with Mississippi State. And I don't believe the air raid offense will work in the SEC with the athletes they have. However, tomorrow I expect Alabama. To have more than their one fifteen minute moment, I expect them to have four or five fifteen minute moments, and I expect Georgia to have a couple of defensive plays that say, "Hey, uh, this is who we are, and you better respect this." And I and I think that's worthy of acknowledging that. But offensively, they can't stay with Alabama. This is, this is, this is Alabama's game to lose. They're going to have to. They're going to step on their own feet to lose this game.
3: I agree with you hundred percent, and. I like the over the game as well. I mean, I've been cashing tickets repeatedly with Alabama and these overs for a couple of years now, uh, going back years. And, you know, Alabama, how about this, guys, averaging 51 points a game this year. <laughs> They're averaging 51 points a game. All right? And and Georgia, as you stated, I, I don't think Georgia, you, you, you know, I said the exact same thing earlier in the week. Georgia will not be able to keep up, point blank. Georgia will not be able to keep up offensively. Unless, you know, they create a ton of turnovers and Mac Jones is terrible and stuff. But that's another thing. We're almost getting value with his Bama team in a sense, too, Tony, because there's so much hype about the Alabama quarterbacks over the last couple of years. And, you know, these big-time flashy quarterbacks. Mac Jones, it was almost, oh, and now they're handing the reins to, only you know, it's just Mac Jones now. You know what I mean? Just, you know, the lowly Mac right. Jones. Kids lighten it up. They're putting up bigger numbers than than any of the other star quarterbacks. Uh, did uh, with Tua and with Jalen Hurts. Now they're putting up 51 points a game. There's been zero drop-off with the offense. And the thing with the defense, too, guys, they were 23-point favorites in that game against Mississippi. Saban's different. He's a killer. In bigger games, they beat you worse. Like, they dial it up a notch. Look what they did to A&M. Like, oh, yeah, our defense sucks. You guys don't think we're great, huh? Look what they did to them. Portrait continues with Tony Finn. Bring it.
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: Rage it up sports Rage with Gabe morenzi Rage all you want I've
4: got some bad news for you.
1: I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million dollar game? Who? Who? Honey, the X is for extreme. There
4: is
0: no XFL this year. The league folded. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor.
3: sports rate Late Night continues. I'm Renzi kicking it with Tony Finn Wager Talk. Check it out. Check him out on Twitter. Check out his uh, videos. All right, uh, Tony, there's always so much I want to get to, and there's so little time, the quickest 120 minutes uh, in sports, sports rage late night. Uh, So college football, we agree, Alabama, we told you guys, they put up 51 points a game. I talked about liking the Pittsburgh Panthers plus the points. I like the over in that game uh, as well. Seems like Tennessee are in a good spot at home. Is there one college football game that you like that I didn't bring up uh, here that you can give us, and let's jump into the National Football League after.
5: Real quick, I'll just I'll throw Mississippi at you. I I know a lot of people will say, I yeah, know you're overreacting last week. I don't. I'm not overreacting. Uh, I like this Mississippi State team and a Mississippi team and, and Arkansas is a team that can't keep up as well.
3: All right, Mississippi, the, the, the Rebels. Uh, yeah, that that was a fun game last week. I actually hit an in-game over 104 yeah. and a half, and I'm with you. I'm with you. I, Lane Kiffin can rub some people the wrong way and stuff, but he is a hell of a coach. Did a great job uh, great job with Florida Atlantic, and I cash a lot of tickets with that FAU uh, team. It's a very short number here. Great call. I'm going to ride this one uh, with you here. All right, so let's jump into the National uh, Football League. NFL. Dun-dun-dun-dun. All right, so um, I'll blast through them. These are the updated numbers. Minnesota Vikings will go rapid fire. Minnesota Vikings are laying four. This game does feel like a track meet. First game without Dan Quinn, but... Matt Ryan's got a dead arm, bro. He's, he's at the end of the line. I know Julio Jones is coming back here. No Dalvin Cook uh, for the Vikings. Any thoughts on this one?
5: They Minnesota's been the best offensively when they've been behind, and I'm not so sure they'll be behind in this game. They're, nobody runs the ball more than Minnesota runs the ball. Obviously, Cook's out. However, they have capable backups, and the yeah. new head coach for this team Obviously, it was it came up. as was a defensive coordinator, and, and uh, I, I lean to the under. Although we've already lost three points, I think it opened at 57. I think it's at 54. I would probably I would probably be uh, a differ with you on that and say that Atlanta's got to do something different, and that's probably try to run the football as well.
3: That's a good call. A good point, Tony. That um, and I have a hard time with it. You know, if I did, I'd end up teasing it. But and to me, Dalvin Cook is the big issue here. As well, Dalvin Cook is yes, their yes. offense as well, and I know, I know that they, you know, they ran the ball when Dalvin Cook was out after, but still, it's different going into a football game without your best player. Uh, I, you know, and, it, I've, and Gabe? I, uh, to me, always, it's,
5: one it's almost just a stay this. away. I tell you, uh, there's something I can't believe when I looked at my numbers, and that's Cousins. You know, this is Cousins has not is thrown for over 300 yards or over 200 yards once this year, and this is a team that's been behind for the most part. They're 1-4. and He's averaging 225 yards a game passing. They're running the ball so much, he's only throwing the ball 28 times a game. So, with those, with with throwing those numbers at you, how do you play over 57? That's my point there.
3: Yeah. Now, and it's funny, because it was 54 about half an hour ago, and it's up to 54 and a half now. Baltimore Raven number keeps climbing, up to 9 and a half at Philadelphia. Is that too much? Any interest in that game? Which
5: one? I'm sorry. I'm
3: the, the Ravens now nine and a half point favorites.
5: Oh, it's gotta oh. be home team or pass. Uh, I'm not a big believer. Yeah, I'm not a believer in in Philly. But listen, the Ravens have not played well. Uh, Lamar Jackson has kind of had that uh, slump a little late uh, in his NFL career. But defensively, this team, this this Ravens team gets better and better. And Philly had listen. Philly two weeks ago they went they scored 14 points in 10 seconds to win in San Francisco. And last weekend. um Let's put it this way. I don't believe in Philly, and I don't believe in that whole division. And uh, this may be uh, – how, how will this be the first division that has a 7-19 and nine team that, wins it, that goes to the playoffs? I don't know. I know that uh, I'm not they don't have any of my money.
3: Might be six. Might be six-win team. <laughs> it was, it was all said to, <laughs> you're right. If you just sort of blindly bet against the NFC least division this year, you're going to be making money. Uh, Chicago Bears, i got to tell you, too, none of these games jump off the screen at me so far. Uh, where I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the one I'm laying it down on. Uh, you know, I've been riding Carolina pretty. I bet on Carolina every week, but I think I have bet on him every week. I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater guy, 31 and nine now against the spread in his NFL career, 40 career starts. But are they really going to win four in a row? And I've had a hard time reading this Bears team, Tony.
5: I don't know that they could be in a better spot, Gabe. Personally, listen, I, I don't do power rankings anymore in the NFL, um, just because I. I have I've watched everything so many times. I don't have to do it anymore. Uh, I can. I can just do the ciphering, Jethro ciphering in my head. But uh, I can't. You can't trust Chicago. You can't trust Chicago. And you're, the situation is, I got Chicago's four and one, and I have them as the twenty fourth team. And if I just went down my list and and randomly uh, threw teams and slots, they they are that far down. They're the worst. The least of the four and one teams in the NFL, and and I'm on Carolina. I'm with you on this. I'll take Carolina. I'll take Teddy at home.
3: Yeah, you know, listen, I've been I've been picking on the Bears. I I um I've been right and I've been wrong with these guys uh, with Chicago through the season. Yeah. Um and Kara, listen, I'm a big Matt Rule fan too. I just don't like betting on the same team four weeks in a row. Yet they keep covering. And Teddy Bridgewater, like, like I said, he's 31 yeah. and nine against the spread, guys. Forty games. 31 covers. It's the best ATS record in, in NFL like history, um, and he keeps it up. That's what's crazy. The sample size keeps getting bigger and bigger with him. This, you know, I he like some bad better. teams. And better this every
5: week. week. He gets better.
3: I know, and he's got good yeah. weapons. He's got good weapons now. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I don't know why the judge let Anderson go. Anderson's been great there. So, wow. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Colts. I don't know. There's games this week. Don't, I don't love the card uh, so far the games we're talking about. But it's funny, when I looked at the card, I'm like, you know what, I think the Colts shouldn't be this big of favorites against the Bengals. I think the Bengals can hang uh, in this football game. And the Jacksonville Jags caught my eye this week. It was three and a half. Now it's down to three. What do you think about those two dregs? Uh, the Bengals plus the points and the Jags plus the points.
5: As long as Phillip Rivers is quarterbacking the Colts they they have, that's their, that's their, that's their weak link. It's just, listen,
2: Phillip
5: cannot, doesn't have the arm strength. He can't, (laughs) he can't throw an out. If you watch him, he can't throw an out to the sideline. And if a quarterback can't throw an out, uh, you're in trouble. They'll start cheating to the middle of the field. It's, it's trouble. The Colts have a good defense. They play, they play hard. They can put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, And, they, if they don't have, if they're not running the ball without Mac, this kid's done a great job. Taylor's done a great job in his place, but they are, they're not, they're not a Super Bowl team, and they're probably a, a wild card team. Or even if they, even if they win the division and they're they're in the division, the division championship game, uh, they're not capable of uh, of bringing it as long as Philip Rivers is quarterback. As far as Jacksonville goes. Is they say Stafford's healthy. I don't believe he's healthy. If you watch him throw the football, he's got a, he's got a problem stepping into his passes. And if Stafford's not healthy, Detroit can't win.
3: Uh, Cleveland Browns and the Steelers. This number, and I know we got big card Julio from Chicago on hold. We'll get to you, uh, Julio. We'll squeeze Julio in with his hot, hot, uh, big card. Julio's big card. Julio for a reason. I look forward to his card uh, here. Tony Finn kicking yeah. it with us. So uh, Tony, Cleveland Browns uh, minus three and a half. Uh, The Steelers are minus three and a half. This number has just remained the same throughout the week. Uh, Total 50 and a half. Some people question how good Pittsburgh is. I've been riding the Cleveland Brown bandwagon over the last couple of weeks, and I've been been enjoying the ride. And they're four and two to last six against Pittsburgh. They match up well with them, but they're just so beat up. Cleveland have a lot of injuries. Baker Mayfield seems to be like one hit away from getting knocked out of the game uh, type of deal. And the Steelers even said it. Like, they didn't hide it. They said, yeah, we are. We hear he's got a bad rib, huh? Hayward was like, yeah, well, we know he's got – we we know. Yeah. And they said, we're going to let him know that we know. And he's pretty beat up. And, you know, so much so Case Keenum's been taking snap. They gave Keenum some snaps this week with the ones just to be, you know, prepared. They got COVID. They're worried about COVID. They sent Beckham home. Seems like there's a lot going on with this team, but – they're playing good football, though. What do you make of this game? One of the games of the week, Brownies getting three and well, a half.
5: Yeah, I, I'll take the Brownies in this and for a couple of reasons. One, uh, the last time the Browns scored 30-plus points four straight games, I, I don't know who was playing for them then, but I don't remember them ever doing that. Uh, I know they have at some point in time. Yeah, they did I in 67. Now,
3: so I read about old. it earlier. I You're older than me, I think. Yeah, but it was 1967. You You're not even old enough to remember it. <laughs>
5: Well no, I but I think I already I'd already been drunk by the time 60, I was seven years old, so uh I have you know, experience. <laughs> and uh here's 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 uh the Steelers are four and right? Opponents, combined record three fifteen and one. None of their wins have been more by margin per se. And even last week against the Eagles, I had the Pittsburgh last week because I don't believe in Philly, we just mentioned it. Uh it took it took a touchdown there at the end for me to cover that game. Uh if Mayfield's healthy, if Beckham's back, uh, I think not only can they keep this close, this is a game they can win.
3: All right, Tony, before we get you out of here, give us one NFL winner on the way out of here, buddy.
5: I'm going to go against the ground. and no one agrees with me, guys. No one. Almost everyone to a man in the office disagrees. I, I Listen, we expected Green Bay to have a regression. They showed us lots of weaknesses last year in a soft division and a, in a, in a, in a top-heavy NFC. Uh, it's Tampa Bay that's problematic. They can't run the football. They score 50% of their points coming out of the break, and the first the descriptive plays is when they're at their best. Uh, chemistry has a lot to do with the NFL. It, it, Tom Brady's new. He doesn't have a tight end to throw two Howards out. I like Green Listen, step in front of Green Bay if you want. I'm not going In fact, I'm going to jump on their back. Packers minus the points. Small number at Tampa Bay.
3: I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. I like where you're going. And I got to ask you, it's your Chiefs. Uh, your your Chiefs versus my Bills four and a half right now. Seems like the Bills are kind of in a bad spot, you know, their injuries and everything. This game feels like a track meet. Yeah. That Mahomes and Allen are both going to put a million points up on the board. I don't know if Buffalo can keep up, but I think they can uh, keep up enough to put up over fifty-seven and a half. I know it's high, but I'm expecting a track meet here.
5: Yeah. Well. The Bills have disappointed me in their secondary. They have not played, I think, to their potential, to their talent level, to their, to their pay grade. They haven't. This is a better defense team they've played. If Allen plays well, Gabe, if he plays like he did two weeks ago as opposed to how he played last week, then you're right. This, the, he, they're going to score some points, and the last team that has the ball may be the winner.
3: Tony Finn, WagerTalk.com, WagerTalk TV on YouTube. Check it out. Tony, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for the time. Love it. Thanks for having me, buddy. There's Tony Finn uh, with us. All right. uh, I was going to wait. Let's go right into Big Card Julio. Let's go rapid fire because we're up against it. Big Card Julio, Chicago in the house. What's up, Julio? How's
2: it going, Gabe? Good luck, everyone, this week on your plays. Let's be brief. Pittsburgh, Miami, college football over 47 and a half. Liberty, give me the flames, minus two-and-a-half versus Syracuse, over 44. Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky against the Blazers of UAB, minus two-and-a-half. Central Florida, when's the last time you got Central Florida, minus two-and-a-half against Memphis in the Liberty Bowl, over 75 points in that game as well. Give me Ole Miss, minus one-and-a-half against those Pig Sueys in Arkansas, over 55-and-a-half. Texas A&M, Mississippi State, under 62-and-a-half, Georgia Southern, UMass. It's the Minutemen's first game of the season. Let's go on the pitch in soccer. Everton, plus 300 against Liverpool. Give me the dogs in Everton that are playing very well. Over three-and-a-half goals at plus one-and-a-half. NFL, over one-and-a-half touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater, over 259 yards passing. And then uh, Mike Evans, anytime touchdown, minus 134 against Green Bay, Gabe.
3: Oh, great picks. You know what? I love your NFL picks. I was totally on board with your first couple of college picks. I can't buy into Western Kentucky. I like the Liberty pick. I like the Mississippi pick. And, and Julio, I don't understand. We're going to see tomorrow, brother, whether we're right or wrong. But I don't get why to this total is so low in that Miami uh, pittsburgh Panther game. trades continue, bring it. With 120 Minutes of Sports, thanks Tony Finn. Big man on campus, Barstool Sports in the house in level one. Wager Talk, Tony Finn, level two. Big man will be back on Sunday night. We'll be back on uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, actually. One o'clock uh, Eastern Sunday afternoon. We break down all the NFL action live, in-game, in-game live with Joe Lisi. It's been a lot of fun, actually. Um, it's been, been a lot of fun. Uh, the season's just flying by. Hard to believe that we're already into week six in the National Football League. So, I, you know, we talk college football a lot tonight, actually. And I we've talked a lot of college football on the program Game Time Decisions and In Game Live earlier uh, tonight. So as far as the NFL is concerned, these early games, you know, they don't really do it for me. Atlanta and, and Minnesota just had has weirdness written all over it, doesn't it? Uh, Baltimore and Philadelphia, I generally try to stay away from these Eagle games. I don't know. I think the Ravens are overrated, but the Eagles Eagles will be getting killed and somehow backdoored or something. Chicago and Carolina scares me. I've been riding Carolina on a weekly basis. I'm going to do it again, but I know it's tough. This is a great teaser game because it's going to be close. Chicago and Carolina, whoever wins, no one's no one's running each other uh, you know, out of the stadium here. Um, so let's get into the, the picks I like. Cincinnati Bengals. Give me the Bengals plus the 7.5 points. Uh, I like a lot of bad teams this week, which is dangerous, but – Give me the Cincinnati Bengals, plus 7.5 points against the Colts. I think Burrow can keep up uh, with Rivers and company. Uh, Give me the Cleveland Browns, plus 3.5. This is a great teaser game, up to 10.5, but forget about the teasers for now. Give me the Cleveland Browns, plus 3.5. Give me the Jacksonville Jags. That's right, I'm going to take the Jags, plus 3 on their home field. I just don't trust the Lions laying points on the road. I don't trust the Lions ever, really. Matt Patricia blows, and even bad football teams win a couple of times a year. Jacksonville probably ends up 3-13 and 13 or something like that, and this will be one of their wins. I think Jacksonville at plus 3 is worth a look. Upset special. Houston Texans win the game outright. They're going to go into Tennessee. They're going to beat the Titans outright. Tennessee flat spot after a short week. Big win against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, New York Giants finally win a football game. Giants are going to win this game. Give me the money line. Minus 145 uh, with the Giants. Packers are going to beat the Bucs. 49ers seasons on the line. They're going to respond. Give me the Niners the plus three. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.